Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me, Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 23rd. Yesterday, you guys, we talked about Enos and how Enos is a beautiful story of conversion and about how we can go from knowing about the gospel to being converted to the gospel and really living it and about how that is different than testimony. Conversion is our testimony in action. It's how the things we believe are actually manifest. And here in Enos, we're going to get to see that conversion take place. We talked yesterday about how he was taught by his father about the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, and that how one day when he was hunting, those words began to sink deep within his heart. So now we're going to take a look at what happens when he puts the hope that he was feeling from his testimony into action and allows his faith to cause him to do something. Okay, so let's take a look at verse four and see where this testimony is going to lead him. He says, And my soul hungered, and I kneeled down before my maker, and I cried unto him in mighty prayer and supplication for mine own soul. So there's his first action. He's filling the testimony. The words are sinking deep within his heart. He does something about it. So much so that, remember, he was in the woods hunting. He probably had a family at home waiting for him to bring home something to eat. But it disrupted everything for him. He could no longer focus on hunting. His soul hungered. I don't know if you guys often let yourself get really, really hungry, but I have a son And my son doesn't really feel hungry all day long. He'll eat if we make him, but he never feels hungry until nighttime. And then at night, he gets hungry. And when he gets hungry, it is like this one-track mind focused on what he is going to eat. It's all he cares about. It's all he's worried about. It's all he's thinking about. Now, I want you to think of a time when you've been really hungry. Maybe on a fast Sunday after finishing up a 24-hour fast. How does that make you feel? It can make you feel weak. It can make you feel desirous. It can make you feel empty. And so here we have Enos, who's hunting in the woods, and all of a sudden, spiritually, he is hungry. And all of a sudden, he has this one-track mind where all he wants, all he's worried about, all he's thinking about, is the salvation of his soul. Maybe he's feeling spiritually weak. Maybe he's feeling spiritually empty. But this becomes his focus. And so he totally quits what he's doing. And he begins praying in mighty prayer and supplication. I love that phrase, mighty prayer and supplication. It really brings a different image of what prayer is and should be, right? The Bible dictionary says that prayer is a form of work. I don't think I'm praying right most of the time because most of the time I don't treat it like a form of work. But if we are pondering before our prayer and trying to really understand what our Father in Heaven wants us to pray for, and if we are using all our energy to focus during that prayer on who we're speaking to and the desires of our soul, If we're using all that energy and all that focus, it truly is a form of work, especially if you're ADD like me. It can be really tough to pray mightily 
should be a form of work. And that is where Enos was here. In October of 1961, Spencer W. Kimball gave a talk at BYU called Sincere Prayer. And in that prayer, he describes this type of prayer that Enos is giving here, this mighty prayer and supplication. And as he describes it, think about your own personal prayers. When I did that, I felt pretty humbled and realized that I need to change a lot in how I pray. Spencer W. Kimball says this, Here is no casual prayer. Here, no trite, worn phrases. Here, no momentary appeal. When the sun had set, relief had still not come. For repentance is not a single act, nor forgiveness an unearned gift. So precious to him was communion with and approval of his Redeemer that his determined soul pressed on without ceasing. Could the Redeemer resist such determined imploring? How many of you have thus persisted? How many of you, with or without serious transgressions, have ever prayed all day and into the night? How much do you pray? How often? How earnestly? If you should have errors in your life, have you wrestled before the Lord? Have you found your deep forest of solitude? As you struggle in the spirit and cry mightily and covenant sincerely, the voice of the Lord God will come into your mind as it did to that of Enos. Thy sins are forgiven and thou shalt be blessed. That's a pretty cool promise. But I can safely say that I have not prayed like Enos prayed. I remember when I was in the Peruvian MTC, it was a Sunday, and we had just had a testimony meeting with our little branch. And there was a sister in my MTC branch whose sister had passed away that week. And she stood up and she bore such an amazing testimony about the plan of salvation. And she just had such a peace and sure knowledge in it. And it left me comparing myself to her and feeling like there was no way I could have the faith that she had. And I was super distraught and really downhearted. And I went back to my room that day and I got on my knees and I was determined that I would not get up from them until I had found the faith that this sister had, right? I think I made it about 30 minutes and then I fell asleep because <laughs> being on a mission is exhausting. And when I woke up from my nap and my knees had fallen asleep, I got up. But the amazing thing is, you guys, is that while I didn't have a perfect knowledge at that point, I had peace and I felt that my faith was sufficient for Heavenly Father. That is the beautiful thing about prayer is that Heavenly Father will meet us where we are, and He'll carry us to where we need to be. Step by step, piece by piece, and He will bless us with the desires of our heart as we work it out in mighty prayer and supplication to the best of our abilities. The thought that I had as I was reading this today was that the thing that we most hunger for is going to be the thing that we achieve. Enos was out hunting for food because either he was hungry or he had a family that was hungry. But he had a moment there in the woods where his testimony sunk so deep into his heart that his hunger for the spiritual far outweighed his hunger for the physical. And what I came to ponder today as I was studying this is that we will obtain the things that we hunger for the most. So if we can become spiritually hungry, now we don't have to sin and be repenting 
to become spiritually hungry. Sherry Aldu once said that anyone who wants the celestial kingdom can have it, as long as there's nothing else that they want more. And it's my testimony that the things of the spirit in our lives are the same way. So friends, the question becomes, what are you hungriest for? What do you want? And what are you willing to give to get what you want? I believe that Heavenly Father wants to give us all good things. That He wants to bless us. That He wants to teach us. That He wants to pour out His peace upon us. But we have got to be hungry for the things of the Spirit and not just the things of this world. I believe that our Father in Heaven will give us all the blessings that He can give us based on our obedience to Him. And I can say that with confidence because I, like Enos, believe in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. Tomorrow we're going to talk more about the answer to Enos's prayer and how that led him to a greater conversion. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.